Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining in. You are listening to Transform Your Life with Kelly and Lisa. You know, we do these shows, and sometimes we know exactly what we're going to talk about, and other times we don't. But um, this morning is one of those times we really don't. So what I thought we would do is start out by saying good morning and thank you for joining us. And then someone has messaged me a question about our magazine, Path Magazine. So good morning, Lisa. We're going to start there. Good morning, Kelly. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) Okay. The question that someone messaged me was, um, Path Magazine, if you haven't heard us talk about it or you haven't seen it on social media, it's because you haven't been paying attention because we've been talking about it and posting about it for, you know, weeks now. Um, it's basically, simply put, a business magazine with a spiritual spin or it can be a spiritual magazine about business, whichever way you want to look at it. So the question was, what is spirituality in business and I thought that was a really good question and a great place for us to start this morning what do you think I think that's great please answer the question for me (laughs) 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 it wasn't my question but go ahead elaborate on that a little bit Kelly go ahead you know (laughs) what the way I responded was that um Really, it probably means a little bit something different to everyone, but it's all about reciprocity. It's all about in your business, when you are succeeding, even if you're not really where you want to be, as successful as you want to be, I should say, um, at this point, when you give back, when you help other people, and that doesn't mean donating all of your profits to charity. There's different ways of giving back. You know, you can give back by giving someone a job who maybe doesn't have all of the necessary experience, you know, helping that person get a leg up, training them just as easily as donating money. You can also donate your time. That's also giving back. All of those things, even though we don't normally think of those things as being spiritual, they really are. Because what that does is it adds an extra layer of fulfillment to your life and to your business. And, Trust me when I say this, people always want to fight me on this point, but it is absolute truth that the more you give back, the more you get coming your direction. It just happens that way. It's a universal law of reciprocity. That's a real thing. (laughs) It really is. Right. So that's how I answered that question. Uh, Do you have anything to add to that? Because I know it can mean something different to everyone. Well, for me... I come at it from an ethical standpoint. You know, if I'm going to be unethical in business, then there's something wrong with my spiritual alignment. And that might not be an ideal answer, but, you know, that's just kind of, that's how I look at things. And when I was younger and going through my bachelor's program, I was on the student government and, or I was a, a member representative of the student government and, the, um, we had a retreat, and the president and vice president of student government were best friends. They also had their own club interests, like music or whatever the case may be. And I totally didn't mean to just call that one out. But anyway, the, they had their own, their own interests. So because they were like president or vice president or president treasurer or whatever, a lot of money was being channeled to their organization that they were involved with or clubs or whatever, and not as much was being channeled to some others, even though everybody was paying the same amount of money into the student government association. That's a fee that you pay when you go to college. So we, in this, we had this retreat for a weekend at the beach and we started talking about ethics and half the people in the room didn't even know what ethics meant. They had no idea. They're like, we shouldn't lie in business. Well, or you know, you shouldn't lie. I was like, well, it's not really ethics. I and mean, that's like a morality thing. It's not really an ethical thing. The ethical thing right. I pointed out would be, you know, your best friend has an organization that she needs money for, and you're going to send her $500, but you're only going to give the newspaper 30 
that's an ethical thing. And right. nobody likes to hear it. But that to me is if you're particularly if you're in in the you promote the fact that you're godly and we'll just leave it at that that you you know you're promoting that fact but you're not acting that fact and and it was just kind of one of those things so for me ethics plays a huge role in being aligned with your spirituality and it does it, it absolutely does you know one of the um one of the members of our launch crew is Kevin Cullis and he wrote a book, what would, How Would Jesus Do Business? And when I did a feature on him, which will air sometime soon, I'm sure, um, he was talking about how ethics are really spirituality. That really does play into spirituality. Because if you are not an ethical person and you, you're not conducting business in a fair way, then you're really shortchanging yourself you know when you when you develop that deeper sense of spirituality that sense of giving back that you want to be fair in all of your business dealings I mean it just comes naturally so often in the past I've had coaching clients that were entrepreneurs and they would come in and they would say my business is thriving I've made all of this money and I've met all of my goals and I hate my life. <laughs> and when you start talking to these people, you realize spirituality, that's what's missing. You know, it's that sense of being completely fulfilled with who you are and where you are in your life. It's that sense of, you know what, everything's not perfect, but I, I, it, it's good. It's good. It's really good. That's, that's what it is. And, and that's sort of what at least I want to bring to the table with this magazine because it's something that is so timely. So many people in society have lived their lives in search of the almighty dollar and they get that almighty dollar and they realize it's just paper. You know, it really doesn't mean a whole lot. So that's, that's my take on spirituality and business. So thanks for, for going down that path with me for a while because that was a really good question I thought, you know, about the magazine. You're absolutely welcome. <laughs> Sorry to unload some baggage there. Apparently I need to go work on that <laughs> because I didn't realize that was as powerful as it was, that memory. And then, so now I'm going to have to go work on that. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate you. <laughs> hey, that's, that's what we're here for. That, that's what the show's all about. It really, you know, and – I want to point something out too. Is right before the show we were talking about laughter therapy, and we do nothing but laugh on this show. And <laughs> it, it's so really, um, people listening, consider this show your own private form of laughter therapy because it there really, <laughs> it really is. Um, that's kind of what it is, but. Um, Let's talk a little bit about that because I know a lot of people and I just, I had a conversation with someone else um, the other day about laughter therapy and I know it's, it's used, there's laughter yoga. It's, it's used for, um, I think um, MS, the MS society is teaching laughter therapy. I know um, groups that deal with people that have other mobility issues like osteoarthritis or rheumatoid arthritis or lupus, those kinds of things are using laughter therapy. And I don't understand all of the science behind it, even though it's been explained to me multiple times. I just have some sort of a mental block against understanding why it works, uh, the physiology about why it works. But I know it does work. And the problem that some people have, and I know we were talking about this before the show, is you get into a laughter therapy thing and people aren't sure what to expect with it. And then it becomes a forced kind of laughter. And that doesn't achieve the same results. So I, I, I think that's just really interesting to me is, um, how laughter therapy really doesn't work well for some people. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't am, get it. I don't. I'm putting this out there, universe. You're hearing this out loud for the first time. I'm going through a coaching program right now. It's something that, Kelly, you know, you and I have talked about me becoming a certified yep. coach um, for for at least a year and a half now. And yeah. um, I finally <laughs> took the plunge. I found a program that I really appreciate because, you know, I'm both A and B brained. I can use one or the other one. I, I'm kind of right down the middle. And so for me to tie the science behind the coaching technique, my brain or maybe my mind, because they're two different things, really needed the science behind it. That logical that part of my brain, because that's mostly what I deal with, is needed right. to know why. Why, is this, why does this work, the science behind it? And so I, one of the parts of the program um, that I would deliver to clients that I'm learning and also that I have to use myself and I'm actually being coached by another coach as part of the pro program that we have to experience it as well, um, is yep. laughter technique. There is a laughter technique. And when, when yesterday and today, when I was going through the process with two separate coaches, yesterday was a forced laugh. It kind of changed to a real laugh, but it was a forced laugh in the beginning. Right. And then today... I couldn't even tap into laughter. Well, I, I stood there like a, a, when I was back in, you know, formation in the military, and I had to stand there no matter what somebody said that was funny. I had to stand at attention and, and you know, not, not react to that. So it was, <laughs> it was odd for me. You know, it was so odd for me to be so rigid during that actual process. And I was like, and I talked with you about this this morning. It bothered me for a little bit. How could I not tap into laughter? I couldn't even pull up a TV program I watched where people were laughing just freely. Wow. And I know I've had those experiences. I know I've seen those experiences. I know that I've laughed so hard tears came down my face. But I couldn't call those back up, and I couldn't bring up the laughter that I needed for this therapy. For this, not therapy. It's not therapy. Totally scratch that word. For this technique. <laughs> right. And I talked to you this morning about it. I was concerned. I was like, well, does that mean my happiness level is like a zero and that I'm really not a happy person? And that, the, you know, I was really concerned about that. But I laughed. You and I have already laughed several times with each other today. So, you know, right. it, it, was, right. it was interesting for me to go through that. It was scary, too. <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God, there's something wrong with me. But there's, I'm an emotional person. I'm not, like, overly emotional. You know, I react when I need to, you know, I cry when I'm supposed to cry, and, you know, and all of that, things touch me very deeply. Um, and I was afraid that this was telling me that I was numb. And maybe I am a little bit. Right. And maybe that's something I need to work on, you know, that, that there's something I need to release, that it's okay to be the person that you didn't like in high school because they were super annoying because they always had a smile on their face. I don't know. Like there's, there might be something there that, that I need to work through. But I've experienced that myself. And here we're on a show talking about transforming your life. Right. Well, I think that speaks to the fact that we are all works in progress. You know, none of us really get, ever achieves perfection. I mean, it's, it, it's not... We're human. That's not possible. Um, thank you for sharing that because I know someone listening will relate to that. And that's really what this show is about is helping other people realize that they're not alone when they're transforming their lives. We have been there and we continue to be in the trenches, you know, transforming our own lives. Um, I, I was always that person that you just mentioned that had a smile on their face. I, I used to get in fights because people wanted to know why I was so damn happy. And it wasn't the, that everything in my life was perfect because I had a horrible um, home life at that point. And it was just, you know, if I was out of the house, if I was, you know, in school or with my friends, I could be happy. I was at ease. And I think that's more what it was for me than anything else. But that speaks to how we view people around us and how important it is to realize what you see in someone else, what you notice in someone else is inside yourself. And that's, in my opinion, 
the universe, God, whoever you want to, you know, attribute it to, that is their way of showing you what is inside of you. I know um, there was a, a period of time in my life where I, w- I was absolutely suicidal, and I've, I've uh, talked about that before. And one of the things that my friends noticed was that I wasn't smiling all the time, that I had stopped laughing. I'd lost my sense of humor. And that was their indicator that something was very, very, very wrong. Um, in in my life something had gone wrong and somebody needed to step in and they did so you know that that was um, that was just and having people around me that knew that about me and I think we all need that as well Um, community you know friends that's that's really more important in my mind than having access to coaching and that's one of the questions I've asked people when they've come to me for coaching and they have something going on in their lives. Either they're, you know, going through a divorce or their kids are going away, you know, they've got empty nest syndrome, is do you have friends? <laughs> because I think we really underestimate the value of having close friendships, just somebody that can listen. Um, right. You know, how many times have you been in a bad mood and you talk to a friend and you, all of a sudden you're you're laughing hysterically? I know you and I do that all the time. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so, yeah, I, I think the the laughter therapy, um, laughter coaching, whatever you want to call it. And I know if you're a therapist, it's therapy. If you're a coach, it's coaching. If you're something else, it's something. It's a laugh. I've seen it called laughter workshops. And other than the person facilitating the event, it's pretty much kind of the same thing. You know, it's laughter is, is, um, laughter releases a lot. You know, in, in my book, I talked about the, the Thanksgiving, you know, I had a horrible home life when I was a kid and yet I could find things that I still make me crack up today. My cousin and I last week were talking about this, this uh, Thanksgiving story from my book and, and we had tears rolling down our cheeks because we were still, it, it was just so funny. And it was really almost catastrophic because we almost didn't have Thanksgiving dinner, but it was saved. And, you know, we call it the turkey juggling Thanksgiving. And that's what happened is the uh, handle on a, on a pan broke when the turkey was coming out of the oven and the, the turkey slid out of the pan and would have hit the floor, and one person caught it, and it was hot, so they kind of launched it into the air, and then somebody walking through the door had a turkey land in their arms. And for people sitting around the table watching that, it was hysterical, and it's still hysterical to me today because I was there watching it. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, those things are really important. And the, the fact that you say you couldn't even think of one thing, one movie or one show or one incident from your life is a little concerning to me because I, I think but if we look hard enough everybody has those yeah well, I think it was <laughs> you because, have you know there's a, well the technique is scripted so mm-hmm. I'm doing what I'm being told to do and right, there's right. a little bit of other conversation in it but I'm silent all I'm supposed to do is just start laughing and I'm supposed to you know just continue that while my brain is, is picking up what's being said to me. And I, I think the context of it was my mind saying, yeah, no, we're not ready to go there yet. Right, my right. My brain is like, but, 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 you know, and, and there was a conflict between the two. And there are two, the, the mind and the brain are two totally different concepts, they're things. They're, they're different. The brain is the, the facts and the, fate, the data and the figures and all that stuff, and the mind is the emotions. And... So, you know, there's a lot of times where they're in conflict with each other. And, in fact, I'm writing a little book right now talking about the two of them and uh, some things you can do to get them to, to like each other, <laughs> to let you do some things, you know, whatever. It's, it's going to be fun. Um, but the concept of, of that, I, you know, even, even we who are out to help change and heal the world – deal with human stuff you know we're not right right we're not yeah, we're, we're not you know, superheroes so. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, w- I was going to say saints, but I was like, yeah, even saints still had their thing that they dealt with. They just, you know, pushed it back a little bit more or something. I don't know. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I know um... – I have to tell you something about superheroes real quick. I have uh, grandsons, and one of them likes to write his own books, and he writes about the adventures of Kitty Man because he likes cats. Um, and it's his right. own private superhero who goes around and helps people solve their problems. And he was telling me about his latest book that he is writing, and it has um, a superwoman in it. And her name is Superoma. And it, people oh, that know me and, and my grandkids know, they call me Oma. So I said, awesome. oh, that is so sweet. That is awesome. And he says, well, you are a superhero because you have businesses and you help people, but you're still a girl. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. We need to have a deeper discussion here because, you know, that, you know that, but the way he said it was so funny. And uh, yeah, superhero just made me made me think of that because Aww, it was that's so just sweet. the way he said it was just. It was, but you're still a girl, you know. It's like yeah, you know, we can do that stuff too, kid. Just, yep. just saying, we we got this. Actually, sometimes we think we're even more powerful than men. But we exactly, won't go into that yeah. biological discussion. No. <laughs> you this I, I saw this meme on Facebook the other day it was um a teenage girl and mom conversation teenage girl mom get out of you know I, I get out of my room I need my space mom I pushed you out of my space I'll go where I want and it was like, <laughs> anyway <laughs> see look I'm laughing there's nothing wrong with yeah you. and see there's nothing wrong with you <laughs> no but but there is that, and I've I've gotten that at workshops, you know, that there there is this idea in many people's minds that people who are out there and we're we're talking to people and we're teaching people and we're helping people, you know, be their best selves or whatever catchphrase you want to use, that somehow we don't have the same challenges anymore. And believe me, we do. <laughs> In fact, sometimes right. we have more challenges. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it's it's all in how you look at it. Because when you're giving, and you're giving just to give, you're not giving expecting something in return. Um, it it comes back to you so powerfully and so beautifully, and it, it is just so much more than you ever thought possible. I think people have somehow given themselves blocks against believing that it's all I don't have enough I don't have enough I don't have enough if I give you something I don't have enough and that is totally the wrong way to be going through your life Um, we are each and every one of us very very abundant and even if you don't have money to pay your bills and I've been there many times believe me but even if you don't have money or you are really 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 struggling look at what you do have you know, do you have people right. that care about you? Do you have a place to stay? Because many people don't. You know, do you have your health? Because a lot of people don't have that. Um, it, it's, um, I, I spoke to, uh, last night I had a, an event. Um, I had a wild event. But anyway, it was an event. And it was really a, <laughs> local, a local social gathering. And there was an agenda. It was sort of a meeting. We combined it with a lot of fun. But there was a 99-year-old woman there. She's going to be 100. We, we have the same birthday. She's going to be 100 on, this, on my birthday. And we were talking about what we're going to do. And, you know, and, and she was asking me, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I'm thinking, I'm going to be 55, okay? You're 100. Let's celebrate your birthday. How did you get to be 100? <laughs> Come on, tell me your secrets. <laughs> And, you know, she said what stuck with her was something that her mom had had taught her, was that no matter how poor you are, no matter how how difficult your, her, her life had been, and she's been through a lot of stuff. I mean, the woman's 100. 
Um, How the things she that said she's it, seen. Wow. Yeah. And, and she said it was always about <laughs> if you have no one else in your life, you have God. And it doesn't matter if you believe in God or uh, a Buddha or, you know, whoever. If you have something bigger than yourself that you know you're a part of, it will get you through anything. And I thought that was an amazing bit of insight for someone who has lived through so much in her life. Right. I just, I, you know, a hundred. I'm like, wow. I mean, that's, yeah. Just, just thinking about, you know, she's born in, in 1916. So she saw, you know, world wars. A lot. And she went through wow. the depression. She went through so many things. And the thing that really tickled me is I had my laptop there because I was still trying to communicate with people and take care of publishing issues. And she asked if she could use my laptop for a minute to check her email. How many 70, 80-year-old people do you know that say they're too old to learn how to use a computer? And here is this 99-year-old woman, (laughs) you know, using using a computer. It was just, it was fabulous. But um, that shows you that it's all your perception. You know, if, if you go through your life and you're grateful for every moment and you realize what you do have and how much we have, especially in the United States. I mean, if, if you've ever traveled abroad and gone to some other countries and seen how they live, we are spoiled rotten in this country for the most part. Uh-huh. I, I know you've that been to Korea. What, what was that like? What, how did that compare to, to where we are? Do you really want me to answer that truthfully? <laughs> I am on the air. <laughs> right. Um, you, know, so, you know, when I got there, it was absolutely a cultural shock. Um, I went with the right. military, so fortunately uh, we were uh, sensi- desensitized, whatever. Uh, we had sensing right. sessions where they taught us certain things, like you don't put the chopsticks in a bowl of rice. It's very, very, very disrespectful. Um, right. That's what you know. That's that's what feeds them. That's their cash crop kind of situation. And you don't do that. That's like the horrible, horrible dishonor if you do that. And then you know the um, the concept of bowing and how you even hand like your credit card or money to people. And, and it's, so we went through all of that. It was a little bit of a culture shock. I was fortunate that I had. The military connection. We lost Lisa. What happened, Lisa? Whoop. You were almost back. Try again. Well, I don't know what happened to Lisa. Let's see if we can get her back. There Hello. she is. I, I, she may be back. Hi. There you are. Oh, yeah, my phone totally dropped the call. Mobile network unavailable. What? I was in the middle of a great sentence. I, when I was there, you know, I did have the connection to the other military members um, that were there with me right. on my post. And uh, to caveat, I was in the military at one time. So um, that's why I was in South Korea. And But I found that I wanted, I wanted to be out with with the South Korean people. I wanted to be out in right. the communities. I wanted to explore their culture. I wanted to hang out with them more than I wanted to hang out with Americans. And, and it, it was right, bad right. That, that I felt that way. Um, I actually became involved in the community around where I was living and taught English as a second language to adults who already spoke English. They just wanted to um, become better at it because if they – they wanted to learn more of the American way of speaking. So if they came over to the United States and went to the grocery store or the restaurant or whatever, that they knew how to interact without just right. you know, spouting off English. And so and I also worked with children learning English as a second language. And even though with the kids the language barrier was <laughs> was 
really, really big to, to Brit to, you know, to cross, it was, I still had, I still had better times with these children who I, who we could barely understand than I did with right. my own American population. And it was, it was really sad. And then when I came back, and I thought the whole time in, in when I was there that South Koreans were horrible drivers. I come back to the United States, I was like, oh, my God, what am I thinking? Why am I driving in this country? This is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it, it was mind-blowing how, how I, I perceived that. when I, I was terrified to get on the roads here. And, of course, I come back to a really large city with, you know, over a million plus people in it, not to count the suburbs that surround it. So, I mean, you've got 5 million people coming in and out of the city. And, and we are some rude, rude people here. Yeah. Do you need to cut me off like you do? Like, you know, it, oh, man. I, and, and then, yeah, so it was, I would, I, I would go back in a heartbeat. And I, I still have a friend who um, is South Korean and who I met. I worked for his English Academy teaching uh, the children and um, you know, we still keep in contact and anytime I just happen to see something that he posts, whether it's like food or, you know, excursions with the children that he's teaching now or whatnot, I'm just like, I want to go back. (laughs) I loved it there. (laughs) I did. It was, it was amazing. But I know there's communities like that here in, in, in America. So please don't send me the hate mail. I know that there are, and I'm not saying that everybody is that way, but when you look at the bigger picture, um, Right. I could leave a wallet on a train and go back five hours later and it would still be there. You can't do that. Right. No. Or no. You can if you don't expect to have anything left in your wallet. You know, it's, it's that. Like, and, and there's no – the personal boundaries are a lot different, but it's okay. You know, it's not like a rude thing. Um, space is limited. They're, they're, South Korea is the right. size of Indiana. And they have 11 million right, people right. in their, their capital city, you know? So it's like, yeah, space is limited. But it, oh, my gosh. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, oh, I hear a, a lot about um, rude Americans, you know, when, when I talked. In, years and years and years ago, I used to host foreign exchange students in my home when my daughter was a teenager in high school. And... The whole idea was so that she would learn about other cultures, and that's not exactly what happened. But anyway, um, they would comment on how rude Americans were when they were in their countries, and yet they didn't really have that experience when they were a guest in the U.S. And I often wondered, why? Because it, it wasn't just one foreign student that said that. I hosted students from uh, Japan, from France, from um, Italy, and from Germany. And every one of them had that comment about how when they were in their home countries, American tourists were rude to them. And I, I always ask different questions. You know, maybe it's a cultural thing. Uh, maybe it's just a Tourists need to be better educated about what to expect. You know, like you were you were saying, you know, don't leave the chopsticks in a in a bowl of rice and and things like that. Every country has their own culture, and often Americans are not that well traveled. You know, when when you're right. in Europe and and you meet some, I met German people in France. I met English people in Germany. You know, they they are more well traveled. Because yes. the countries are so close together, I, I believe. So they are well, more the familiar. Is amazing. Yes, it is. It is truly amazing. But they're more familiar with the other cultures and the, the other countries that they're in. So they tend to not make those kinds of cultural mistakes that you were talking about. So I don't know if um, maybe we need to do a better job <laughs> as Americans of learning more about the culture of the countries that I think we're that's visiting. Exactly what it is. Yeah, because you know we how much expect... how much time do you you go to Europe you want to look for castles and you're looking for landmarks. You're not learning about the, the country. And I think that's that's huge. We need to do that. Yeah. And we expect that just because we're American and I'm using a general term here, so 
I know I'm not expecting right. everyone listening to the show, but, you know, we expect as Americans that everybody is going to cater to us and right. that we're Americans right. so we can walk in wherever we want and be American. And that's the biggest misconception. And people go to all these countries, but they don't do research on this country. Do you have any idea that some places where you go, a thumbs up for us is okay, but if you give some, uh, somebody a thumbs up, you just flip them the bird. I mean, do you really know that kind of stuff? Right. No, you don't because you didn't educate yourself on where you were going. You were just expecting to be an American and to be able to get away with your American thing and that it would be okay, and it's not okay. And then I find it funny no, that it those isn't. people that are offensive to other countries when they go there are the same ones that are like, well, if you don't like it, leave the country. Get out of America right. if you don't like it. And I'm like, mind blown. What are you talking about? Do, what? Do you realize that you're the insensitive piece of garbage that just, you know, offended a whole entire country when you went over there? But now you're over here like, what? I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah, yeah that, that, that is something that's just been a pet peeve of mine for a long time because I love to travel and I've been a bunch of different places. And that is um, hearing it from children. You know, these were 13, 14, 15-year-old kids that right. were guests in my home. And hearing it from children that, you know, why are Americans so rude? You know, they don't seem to be that rude in their own country. And, you know, my response, of course, was, well, some of them are. You know, <laughs> but um, I, I, think, I think it's really not educating yourself on the cultural differences if you're going to another country, learn the culture. Don't just look for the landmarks or the hotels or where you want to fly into. Um, really try to educate yourself about the culture because that is so important. And we do, like it or not, believe it or not, we do live in a global economy. And we are all sort of ambassadors of our own areas when we travel. Um, I, I know the um, the girl from, from France that was a guest in my home, she said she could tell the difference uh, in when she was home. If she was in Paris, she could tell the difference between American tourists that were from the East Coast and American tourists that were from the West Coast and American tourists that were from the South. Wow. And I thought that was really interesting. And she said because the people from the East Coast tended to be ruder, although they spoke French better. People from the South didn't even try to speak French, but they were really, really sweet. And people from the West Coast were just completely in their own little worlds and were seemingly untouchable. They just were, didn't care. You know, they were just doing their own thing. And I thought that was a really interesting observation from her. Now, apparently she never met anyone from the Midwest, but, you know, it was, it was really interesting to me. Her, or maybe her she did meet somebody from the Midwest, and it was more of the South concept. Maybe right, her, it could be, her, yeah. she picked up on the Southern accent, and the Midwest accent are very, very similar. So that's maybe, true, yeah. that's, maybe that's what it was, yeah. was, that she just didn't realize the difference. You know, she right. made that observation, and I've made that observation living in America. It didn't take me needing a foreigner to right. that kind of stuff, you know? So I... I and I'm not saying there aren't rude Southerners. I'm not saying that there's not nice Northern people, you know, but right. um, we have general stereotypes in this country. And when we have the confirmation of some of those general stereotypes from other countries that see it, it kind of makes you wonder if it's a stereotype. Right, uh, right. And, you know, that, a lot of people with that comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure I did as well. But, you know, and, and as much <laughs> as I talk about getting rid of labels and stereotypes are horrible – Sometimes when you're looking at it from a different perspective, it's not really a stereotype to these people. It was their experience that right. they're talking about. And to me, that kind of makes it different because that's a personal thing. And to have this girl in my house in San Francisco and have her talking about how California people or people from the West Coast tended to live in their own little worlds when they were traveling and they just kind of didn't want to assimilate into the, the culture really kind of shocked me because I always thought of people in, you know, particularly California, but also Washington and Oregon as being very laid back, very open, very easygoing people. Right. And that was not her experience at all. 
so that was um, that was a real eye-opening thing to me. So, um, you know, again, you know you know, if you're if you're going to be traveling, huh? so here she said, like she mentioned that the some people speak better French. Now, I want to travel the world, but I can't learn. I probably could if I wanted to. 1,200,000 different languages, but I can pick up a book right. and learn some general phrases, even if my accent isn't proper or whatever. But, right. and, and now right. they have this really cool technology where you can give a person that you're speaking to an earpiece, and you can speak your question, and it will translate, and they can hear it in the ear, from the earpiece. And you guys can have a conversation. Amazing technology. And that's awesome. Right? So Yeah, I've, I've seen that. Know, yeah, can, that's awesome. <laughs> So you can pick up a book and learn some phrases. You can find somebody to help yeah. you interpret. But don't get mad if somebody doesn't know English. <laughs> like, right. I've seen people post <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like, I went to the store and they didn't speak English. What the heck? I'm like, cause we're not the only ones that travel to that country. They they don't need to learn all these other languages. You're in their country. Are you kidding me? And these same people are the ones that get mad. When there's a group of people standing behind them or in front of them talking in their own language, here in America, they're like, I know it's right. about me. They need to speak American because, you know, and, and I've seen that word, they need to speak American because it's just so rude. What? Right, <laughs> right, oh, right. Oh, whatever. You know, like, I don't have time for you guys. Stop adding to the gene pool, please. <laughs> well, you know, I live along the border, I, well, pretty close to the border of U.S. and Mexico. And one of the funniest things, I have friends on both sides of the border, and one of the funniest things that I have heard recently was um, a friend of mine who is Mexican was, was over here. Um, actually, she was over here shopping, oddly enough, and she speaks fluent English. And, you know, I've never had any trouble understanding her or anything like that, but she was laughing about, she bartends. And she's laughing okay. about all the Americans know how to do is order beer. That's all and, I know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was so funny because that shows you, you know, of course she's a bartender, so she would have people ordering beer. But uh, right. she says you try to engage them in, in conversation, and they don't speak Spanish at all. So it's a good thing she speaks English. She says she gets tons of tips from Americans because she's the English-speaking bartender. Right. And that, that was just, it's like, it, so if you're going to another country and you're going to study the culture, learn how to do more than order a beer, please. That's just, it, it I just know makes us look the lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, there you go. I can ask you where the bathroom is. I can tell you my name. I can ask you how you're doing. And that's about the extent of, of my Spanish-speaking skills. But no, you're right. And there are books that you can get that have phrases. It's interesting that we got on this right. topic, Kelly. This is interesting. It is. <laughs> we, we never know with the show what topic we're going to end up on. We really don't. And so, you know, it's always it's, it's as, a surprise to us as it is to listeners. It is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, does, it makes us look like a lazy country in my mind. Yeah. It's, you know, we don't care enough. We care enough to spend the money to book the trip, but we don't really care enough about the people in the area we're going to to really know who they are. And those personal connections are so important. They're important to our personal growth. They're important to our spiritual growth, to be exposed to other cultures. And, you know, it's, it's really important in, in every aspect of our lives to be open and to be interested in other people and in other perceptions and other ways of looking at things because we are all on this planet. And, you know, as, as one of my grandsons like to say, you know, all these people fighting over religions are in for a rude awakening when the aliens come down because we're all here. <laughs> and you know, I thought, bright kid, bright kid. But uh, it, it's just, it's important. You know, you, you can't stay stuck in your own little world and really lead a truly spiritual and exciting and successful life, in my opinion. And I know those viewpoints have changed through generations because it's uh -huh. in like my grandmother's generation. Everyone in her family grew up 
married, had children, grandchildren, lived their entire lives within 50 miles of where they were born. And, you know, oh, then there's me. Who's... Sorry, yes? I thought you were finished with your sentence. I was just going to say, no, go ahead. Cruise, ships, cruise ships really don't give you a cultural experience of where you're visiting. Yeah, thank you. All you're going you. to see there, <laughs> all you're going to see on a cruise ship is, like, the tourist area. You know, right. I went on a cruise for my honeymoon uh, to the first husband. Um, we went to the Bahamas. And I don't remember which port we actually docked or whatever you do on a cruise ship. Um, and I had my hair braided. Like, woo. I had an experience with a taxi driver taking me to the ATM. I thought I was going to die. And then bringing us back to <laughs> the area where we were supposed to stay. You know, we got in the water, woo. And we went to the casino and won some money. That wasn't really the cultural experience of the Bahamas. That no. was, let's do everything I could do back in the United States, except for the water being clear. You know, um, so, right. yeah, don't fool yourself. No, and that's a I good point because so I know. honest and upfront today. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and it all started with laughing. I mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, we can bring this right back home to Path Magazine because it's all about yeah. relationships. You know, and, and whether you are, and I know in my, my business, I've had clients from all over the world. And it's all about building those relationships and being curious about the other people and caring enough about how the other person thinks and feels and sees things to really get to know them. That's what it's all about. And, um, that is kind of what we're doing with, with Path Magazine, too. It's, um, it's all about giving back, and when we all give back, we all receive in abundance. So you like how I turn I that full circle? Really that... Quickly, I, I have to add really quickly because I am a travel agent. <laughs> so I need to <laughs> yes, <say> you are. <laughs> if you take the right kind of cruises, you're going to get to experience some amazing things. Check yourself when, or not yourself. Check the check the cruise lines. You know, we went on a very. It was like one day in the Bahamas, so there wasn't a whole lot of, of stuff that we could do. You know, um, you can get some great experiences if you're willing to be open to taking ones that aren't like that you can do back in your own country, like parasailing or whatever. Um, there's things that you can do to actually have a cultural experience, and you know, not everywhere has great whites that you can go diving with. So that would be an amazing cultural experience that you can experience if you were to go right. to, you know, on a cruise. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I didn't mean for that to sound as harsh as it did. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because cruises are amazing. They really, really are um, if you know how to use them for the, you know, the greater of the good, I guess. Well, and two, it depends on what you want to do, what your purpose for cruising is. Because I know people who right. take cruises and never get off the boat because they just wanted exactly. to to be on the ship and, and um, do a, a, what they consider to be a relaxing cruise. Now, I've been on cruise ships right. and I couldn't wait for the next port. But that was, <laughs> that was me. I'm like, okay, great. This is awesome. This is relaxing. Oh, look, there's a whale. Okay, can I get off this boat now? Uh, because right. I'm, I'm more, I need to be doing. And while there's a lot to do on a cruise ship, once you've done it, I'm kind of done. So it depends I on what you want. I actually like the balance cruise. of both. I want the relaxing and I want the adventure. Yeah. And I, I yeah. have a way of mixing the two together. So yeah, I really didn't mean for that to come off that way because I'm not not in the cruise <laughs> industry at all. I love of cruises as long as I'm above the water if I'm not above the water I get seasick so <laughs> I have to take nausea yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. you know so yeah but that was that was just something I needed to add real quick before um, before we ended the show and you know everyone listening Lisa is a travel agent so if you would like to book a cruise or a vacation package Contact. you should reach out to Lisa and she will hook you up Absolutely. I am also the travel and adventure director and co-founder of Path Magazine. 
So look for amazing articles about places and why it's important to travel. You mentioned the spirituality of traveling and why we should travel. That's actually going to be one of the first articles that I write for our magazine. So look for that in the fall issue. And since you brought that up, uh, the article that I believe we are running that I wrote in the first issue is all about spirituality and money, that it is perfectly fine to have both, and you can have both, and you should have both because uh, they do go together very well. Check out pathmagazine.com. It's P-A-T-H-E magazine.com. And uh, let us know what you think. All of the buttons are not quite working yet. The site is still under construction. But please do check it out and reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. I think you that about does like our show, unless Facebook. you have anything. Yes, um, please like us, like us on, on Facebook. Facebook. And you can follow us on every other social media out there. It's P-A-T-H-E magazine. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, I think we even have a Pinterest. Um, yeah, I think we've so, got everything at this point. And just like so it, you are like aware, the third, we need to do, do a shout-out to Leah Friede, who is our third, uh, third founder of Path Magazine. She is our amazing graphics goddess extraordinaire. And um, if you're looking for graphics, uh, hit Leah up because uh, she's awesome. Thank you guys for listening. We have anything else, Lisa? (laughs) I think that's going to do it. I think that's going to do it for this show. This was an interesting show. We went all around the world today in this show. All around the world, but it was a good one. so. (laughs) So thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.